Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. Charlie said I haven't been doing oh, enough of the intros lately, so it's come to this. I didn't say you have not been doing enough of them. He's, Charlie I said not that, say that the people were missing the sound of me introing, and he's like, I've been taking a lot of the glory, I simply, and I want to let you have some I wanted to let you know you're being too generous, <laughs> too. <laughs> letting me do the opening, so I wanted you to say, so it's come to this. My trick is I let you do but the you intro. And then I don't feel bad for just talking the whole oh, okay. <laughs> episode. I see where you're going. It's like I gave him the intro. I'll take the body of the right. episode. Hey, it's come to this. I'm I, Eric. <laughs> I'm Charlie. <laughs> this is a movie podcast entitled So It's Come to This, a movie podcast. And we've been on this wonderful, kind of unexpected kick uh, from a director that I love more and more the more we talk about him. Yeah. He's become one of my favorites to talk about. Paul Verhoeven. Paul Verhoeven. And now we're covering what's got to be the best one. The best. Because this is a movie that I put above most movies. Total Recall. Total Recall. I. This is such a big part of, of growing up for me. Just hearing about this movie. This came out at the right time. Yes. For a burgeoning mind. Absolutely. This is 1990. Yeah, so I was like nine years old when it was out, ten powers. years old when it was hitting the, the 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 video stores. Yeah, and just the buzz around this movie that this movie was possible <laughs> in in Nigeria. I don't it, think it, it does seem like a monumental achievement. On, I don't think like any other movie got scale. talked about on the playground more <laughs> for funny. a long year stretch than Total Recall. So this movie means a lot to me. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? Before we started this podcast a year and a half ago, I don't think I would have put Paul Verhoeven in my top directors, you know, kind of list. Oh yeah, he's not a guy that would spring to my mind. Yeah, it wouldn't. But even now, and, we've talked already about RoboCop. We yeah. we tried to take on Showgirls. I don't I know if we, we did that. I one think we justice. mostly tackled Showgirls. Uh, I was but, pleased with that yeah, one. But now that we're, now it's like, oh yeah, and Total Recall, and we've still got some others to go. It's like, oh, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> is well we didn't a monster we waited over 50 episodes to do robocop and now like 30 episodes later now we're just the rate of <laughs> verhoven occurrences is uh getting it's shorter and shorter and uh there's still more now i just want like well i guess we're gonna have to do a basic instinct episode oh yeah charlie's been wanting to do a hollow man Oh, did he do Hollow Man? <laughs> he did Hollow Man. Oh, no. How, yeah, that's a tough one. That's going to be way harder to I don't tackle than watch Showgirls. Man. No. Starship Troopers would be the next yeah, one. Yeah, Starship Troopers is the next but one. But we're here to talk about Total, Total Recall. Recall. It's and the best. You know, it's funny. You said that about growing up and that being the talk of the, the playground. Yeah. I don't know if I, I, I was a few years behind you, but I do remember that <laughs> Schwarzenegger. I'm a young, I'm a young kid. I'm a young guy. I'm a young buck, you know. You're uh, up here in your grandpa's sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a hoodie like a young a young man does. Yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. It was I a mean, different era. Facts, the facts are there. Right. Uh, but uh, I, as a child, just equated anything Schwarzenegger with cool. Like, sure. He was just the man. So <laughs> Your jaws to her. <laughs> Even jingle all the way. <laughs> jingle all the way. This is the location of the next Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Yep. Yeah. But even then, you were like, oh, it's Arnold I mean, he was good in Kindergarten Cop. No You're one of the biggest last good. action hero fans I know. I'm a huge last action hero yeah, fan. That was be a, because, be a good episode. Because that was one of the first ones I got to see in the theater. Sure, that was 93. So as, yeah. I, yeah. as a young man, that's when you were just hitting your double digits. <laughs> but like I that. Was, that that moment when my parents finally gave in and let me watch R-rated movies, it was like, give me all the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. Give me the Terminators, yeah. your Total Recalls, uh, maybe True Lies even at that point. It mm-hmm. would have been about oh. True It was like basically True Lies time when my parents well, fa- finally were like, all and right, And True fine. Lies, I think, is one of those big dad movies. 
where all oh, yeah. dads of a certain age, True Lies was like <laughs> one of their favorites. Like it was supplanting sh- romancing the stone the or Rocky, you know, just a specific breed of dads like these. And uh, man, True Lies, like, because dads love Tom Arnold. Mm-hmm. Tom Arnold really represented a lot of dads in movies <laughs> to them. Well, I think the dads wanted to be Schwarzenegger, but we're like also, we're. I think they recognized that Tom Arnold was their best shot at hanging out with Schwarzenegger. I think we're going to spend the entire Total Recall episode (laughs) talking about other movies. (laughs) Well, we haven't done a a lot of Arnold. We did The Terminator Terminator. as one of our very first episodes, and we haven't done any other Schwarzenegger. I think I briefly covered the most recent Terminator. Yeah, we've talked Terminator for sure. But, but uh, that's it. So that's we haven't it. talked a ton of Arnold, which which is great because Total Recall is a movie that I just love everything Arnold says. Oh, my God. <laughs> as soon as Paul Verhoeven knew he had Arnold Schwarzenegger in this movie, he's like, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to make this guy grunt and groan and ah and uh the entire <laughs> movie. And I'm going to make him say words like aya. it's so good it's such an amazing this movie blows me away this movie is such a uh you know it sounds silly but it's a real deep thinker it's really one of these movies that you can just get lost in trying to figure out it can be but it also cannot be if you don't want to think about it 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 is exactly what you put into it yeah you know it's not something that necessarily has to be figured out in the, the way that Mulholland Drive or Lost Highway are you know, this is like right there on the surface for you, or you can look at the implications. Like, it's weird, but like Groundhog Day. Sure. Groundhog Day is Why a not? very funny movie that a lot of people like. But the more I've watched Groundhog Day, the more I've gotten into the just the psychological element of it. Mm-hmm. It's like, this movie's insane. <laughs> the layers of depth in Groundhog Day and Total Recall can be just that for yeah. you if, if you want it. Yeah, if you don't know, it's based on a Philip K. Dick story. Yeah, uh, which the story is called "We Can Remember It for You Wholesale," which is such a good. Did you have you read it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Philip K. Dick. I totally had that phase in my twenties sure. where I read all the Dick I could get my hands yeah. on. Yeah, and this is a short story that is basically a a guy dreams of going to Mars. He can't do it, so he goes to a company that can implant memories for him to yeah. make him think he's gone there. And when they go to implant this secret agent memory trip for him, turns out he's actually a secret agent. Yeah. And all we that's just... in the story, but then the movie itself takes takes it to the next level. The it's story's really a... only like 30 pages. Sure. And it's such a beautiful transition to the, the big th- cinematic version of this story. This might be, if I think about all the Philip K. Dick adaptations, and mm-hmm. you've got Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. <laughs> yeah. You've got Scanner Darkly, the animated Sure. Yeah, yeah. You've got some good ones in there, but this one, to me, having read Philip K. Dick so much, this one feels the most like the writing. That's cool. The just insane momentum everything has. It's the way the the way the universe unveils itself on vid screens and through uh, what do they call homeopapes. Is yeah. what they call newspapers. I don't know why Philip K. Dick called newspapers homeopapes, yeah, but I love it. Why do need it. to change papers? <laughs> <laughs> like, why? Still papers, but yeah. they're homeopapes now. <laughs> and stuff like that, just really, like, love, I love that stuff. Well, I love, right, we get our theme right out of the way, where, <laughs> I love it's just Arnold, I love we start on Mars. Yes. This dude, this dude loves Mars, and we've been talking a lot about, about different it. movies over the last year. The idea of, not just implanted memories, but manipulated memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, we both really love it. And especially in the book, the way it goes into how this being just slightly controls people's actions, slightly controls the outcomes. Clouds the memory. Or, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Clouds it just enough. And this idea that, you know, what's the difference to you? You don't know what you're doing and not doing. You know, you don't know what you're controlling. You're being controlled. You don't realize it. So what's the big deal? And it gets further into the, are we living in a simulation? All mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And all those layers are in total recall about how he's having these vivid dreams. Are they because these are his wiped memories? Or are they because it's just an obsession for him and we don't, something goes wrong at the lab. There's so many different breaks where it could be different, but we don't know. And I love the way they walk the line the whole time. All levels. 
Oh, yeah. It's so beautiful. It's one of the only sci-fi movies that I think could supplant something like Blade Runner uh, as one of my all-time favorites. Because the more times I see Total Recall, the more perfect Mm -hmm. (laughs) it is, you know? I love it so much. It makes me think of when we did the Fog episode. That movie opens with a quote from the poem Dream Within a Dream. Mm -hmm. This is that to the the max. And it, it asks you... If something uh, that you think is real, if it's real or not real, as long as you think it's real, yeah, that's what matters, that's, right? That's the most important thing. We're we're computers, and uh, yeah, and this movie really takes that idea and plays with it in such a perfect way mm-hmm. that this movie could be all a dream, could be all <laughs> literal, could be somewhere in between. Yeah, every and step. It's very purposeful. It's not just mm-hmm. kind of a slap. I mean, this is a really tight, great well, script. Story by, uh, I know Verhoeven worked on it. Dan O'Bannon worked on this script from Alien. Yeah. So Another Carpenter connection. You got Rob Bottin on the other side of things uh, doing the effects. Visually, visually, this movie is what probably it's m- more known for. Yeah. I mean, and that's all Rob Bottin. Yeah. That's, oh, my gosh. This, this was him stuff. doing this the things. good stuff. You watch this and you see it's amazing how much he perfected what he does mm-hmm. with the thing eight years earlier. Nothing's really changed by the time his, his makeup's on the screen in Total Recall. You can tell he's got a bigger budget, but it's still that same. This is the biggest budget version of cool 80s makeup effects. Practical like, effects. And even everything I read about this was like uh, ahead of its time effects. Even in 1990, Rob Bottin you know, yeah. was ahead of his time. Uh, eight years, yeah, after being well, ahead of his time. A lot of great effects the like the, you know, the human x-ray scan oh, I love when they're X-ray. walking through into into mars but yeah i just love this idea right in the beginning where arnold wakes up from this vivid mars dream that he keeps having and then you get uh all i love all the arnold dialogue so much all the I, arnold dialogue. i love it so much this is the most arnold <laughs> kind of movie yeah like there's and that's why i mean when i was a kid arnold was the thing sure and this movie is Verhoeven just being like, oh, you want Arnold Schwarzenegger? Well, We're going to give you Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's really trying to be charming. And he's, and he's you know, playing the, uh, the secret confused agent, but he's so good. And yeah, I just love the way he's immediately, like you can tell he's obsessing over Mars and how he's just out there jackhammering with, uh, a, you know, on his crew. We get some big old sweaty muscled arm. Jack Hammering. Hey, uh, then his friend, hey, Rico, Rico, mm-hmm. Rico. Yeah. Hey, hey, my friend went there. Don't mess with your brain, pal. <laughs> you know, Love yeah. that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's always. Uh, but even when he, he's getting this whole recall procedure, I love that used car salesman guy oh, sure. selling him the recall. Oh. But even he's just, uh, you know, let me tell you about our Saturn cruises. I don't want Saturn. I don't want Saturn. I want Mars. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh i'm loving every part of recall so would you would you do something like this you know uh or a procedure like eternal sunshine you oh, know this sure, is what the yeah. movie is making you think about all like five minutes in like what would you do this you're already wondering if you'd put yourself in quaid's position would i no i, I, I can't i can't but see we're not that far away from something that. like this yeah we talked about this during robocop how RoboCop now seems a lot closer. Well, you know what's funny? Than it it's used like, to. Uh, this movie being set in you know the near future doesn't really tell you, but it's still got kind of the 1990 mentality. Like the vid screens are big, yeah, instead of in your hand. And I feel like now with what we've got, virtual reality is the way to go. Obviously, yeah. If I want to go to Mars, I'll put on a headset and goggles and pretend i'm ter- you know on the terrain of mars. <laughs> sure that uh, makes more sense yeah having someone uh, implant memories in me but we're still getting all these pretty you intense know, west but, world but, is a show that's out right now it's super popular like the the ideas are getting more and more real the the aspect of it is the you can be someone else uh-huh and so i love that bit about uh you know what's the same thing about every vacation you've been on you yeah and that's a great the I- and the idea of being able to yeah be a secret agent or something have that memory. That's yeah, pretty Yeah, well, it's enticing. such a basic, like, you get the girl, you save the day, yeah. you're the biggest hero, and it only costs you, what, two grand? And you think it's real. If you pay grand, if you think it's real, what's the difference? But it seems so weird. It seems so foreign and seems just weird to 
mess with your brain. Mm-hmm. But we also mess with our brain in plenty of other ways. Sure. You know? So why not this? But I'm also the guy who's like worn glasses my entire life and I'm still like LASIK surgery? No <laughs> thanks, buddy. Lasers on my eyeballs and you thank you. Oh, yeah, everybody right? I've known has gotten through with no Yeah. That just makes it seem like I'm the likely sucker. Exactly. Like, <laughs> nope, not falling for you, LASIK. Yeah, if you don't know anyone who's been blinded by LASIK, you're the guy who's going to get blinded, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not going to be that, Mark. Not falling for your racket. So I just don't think I'll be the guy being like, yeah, trip to Mars or a Saturn cruise, I'm doing it after jackhammering today. Well, one of my favorite lines of the movie is when Schwarzenegger gets to say, don't bullshit me. Yeah. <laughs> don't bullshit me. <laughs> He's very uh, like Czechoslovakian all of a sudden. <laughs> well, yeah. You yeah. Know, but that's, in no other movie do they, like, I feel like Schwarzenegger was the one guy who got the pass of not having to fake an accent. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, this is how I talk. He's just a huge Austrian man yeah. who everybody always accepts as just a normal guy. Whether he's supposed to be the computer programmer, you know, secret agent in True Lies, or yeah. a cyborg from the future, why would they program that accent? Why would they program that heavy tongue? <laughs> you know? I don't understand. Nobody it. ever asks questions about it. You don't bring it up. He's just a, we just accepted him as the, it's like, look, if we want Arnold on the screen, we're just going to have to accept that Arnold's going to sound like He doesn't want to be dubbed. We tried to dub him in that Hercules New <laughs> yeah, York movie. It didn't work. We it's couldn't bring him happen. back for years. <laughs> People want the voice. It's so distracting. I love, it's one of my favorite movie distractions. His uh, background cameo in The Long Goodbye. Mm. He's like a bodyguard who strips down to his bikini briefs. Just to, Somebody employing the 6'3", 310 bodyguard. Just a heavy. Who is this heavy? Love it. And then, oh, so yeah, you. Lo- I love the voice. I love all the, all the, <laughs> when he's Well, getting- that's the thing about this movie, though, too, is because Schwarzenegger is such a specimen. Yeah. That the idea of him supposed to be this, like, normal Jack, in, in, the, in the- Average the, Joe. In the book, uh, you know, the novella, the story, whatever you call it. He's like a clerk. This one, they had to at least give him like an outdoor job because he's just so ripped. <laughs> yeah. It's like he can't just be a clerk in an office. But yeah, the idea. So like when he first, he goes to recall, he uh, it, the shit goes bad. It goes wrong. He figures out that he's actually a secret agent. Yeah. And uh, But they, they put him back to sleep, get him on a bus, and then he meets up with his co-worker who turns yeah, out to be from the agency. That's such a great... Immediately, Arnold murders four men in that an alley. That is one of my favorite scenes oh, of the man. whole movie. It's kind of the smallest fight of the whole thing, but it's like his introduction. But also, he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> so when he just handles four yeah. schlubby-looking dudes with mustaches... Great thugs. It kind of just happened. Like You're like, yeah, of course that's what Schwarzenegger would do. He would slam those two dudes together, pick up a gun, and blow everyone away. Like It also is the first time I we really get to the part... Also, that scene when he's getting sent off to his Mars memory implant, mm-hmm. I, it's it's really scary to me. It's a scene that's... that's Super scary when he's his face is bugging out, you know, and you're oh, just, yeah. the idea that you're just like, yep, that's why you don't mess with your brain, pal. Oh, and the way warned. he gets to be like, just like, you blew my cover. Yeah, he's flipping out, and I love that she doesn't get much screen time, whoever she is, but the the female doctor yeah. who's saying like, that's the thing we haven't implanted his bit. Like, oh yeah, like there's so many people that get these weird two line cameos throughout mm-hmm. this movie, you know. uh and it's they did a really great job of filling out the cast of those people. That big burly red-haired bearded biker guy shows up for a two-line role as a miner. Yeah. Yeah, I used to be a miner there till they found all that alien shit. <laughs> that was such a weird like the, like they got really That guy no- from Home Improvement? <laughs> yeah, yeah like- they get n- known dudes <laughs> in all these tiny like two-line roles. And it just adds to how good this movie is. But Arnold getting put down, getting to go through his dream vacation, choose all the specifics of his of the woman yeah. that he's going to meet. And then they actually Athletic. show you the actress who's going to be uh-huh. in the movie later. The great thing, this movie tells you what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And then 
20 minutes later tells you what's going to happen next again. And then 20 <laughs> minutes after that, it's like, and then what's going to happen is you're going to double-cross yourself and be like a, uh, a pal of Cohagen. Yeah. No, like, yeah, okay, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, can't see that happening. <laughs> the whole movie seems like any part could be a breaking point, and yet it's so seamless. It's just so good. Uh, and then there's other... You talked about how the future has inexplicably weird words. <laughs> My least favorite thing about the future... Mm. Already, we've already murdered. We bodied four guys in an alley. It was that so, has one of my favorite so schlubby heavies. That one guy who has like the mustache. That whole crew is like all wrong. That like Swanson's taller mustache guy, Schwarzenegger. He's one of a. He's like a. I looked him up. He has like two hundred plus stuntman credits. Oh yeah, and also a yeah, yeah. hundred and twenty acting credits. So he's like the biggest working stunt coordinator guy just looks like a big dad he's probably like arnold's favorite guy to throw mm-hmm. into a concrete wall oh, this just guy like... gets like his his nose chopped yeah. in half oh by yeah, yeah 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 Oof. for sure and then gets shot through verhoven man between this and robocop dude these are the biggest bullet holes ever ripped through bodies that's in my notes it's like most <laughs> brutal squibs in film history these things have to leave a burn mark on everybody who has a squib on them because this is just a can you imagine just like Rob Botine just being like, how much do you need exploding out of a guy's chest? <laughs> These are just like fist-sized bullet holes oh. getting punched straight out of people's hearts. I love it. But my, I would probably take one of those Rob Botine bullet holes <laughs> if that was my future option. Rather than ride in a Johnny cab. Oh, the Johnny. Is that what you? That's, that's my the least favorite thing part of the future. Yeah. Why would anybody talk to a Johnny Cab? So inefficient. I hate the... That is one of... It's such an infuriating... Like, already you're in the future, and it's amazing, but already you have to be like, Jesus, this guy? Like, five minutes in, and already this robot's going, hell of a day, isn't Uh, it? Like, it's that... It's a Robert Picardo. Oh, of course it is. (laughs) Absolutely. So, already the Johnny Cab is just like, ugh, the future. Well, and then it's Jesus. like, well, and, and we know now that you would just order the destination on the app. Like, you wouldn't have to interact with the Johnny Cab at all. Yeah. So I love the, the idea I, that they're like, no, in the future, people are going to want to make small talk with their robot Well, they're going to get it. They're just going to kind of be walking down the street with no way to hail a cab other than to just get into a automated <laughs> car. Yeah. That then they can verbally, it's like, it's not that complicated, guys. We have an app for that. <laughs> Like you don't, yeah, you know that you don't know you're gonna. You don't miss have to make thought. voice recognition a thing for Johnny Cab, because it doesn't understand a single thing that Arnold says. Oh. Johnny Cab, with all his, they also programmed a bunch of weird monster Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> facial tics into him. So in between sentences, it's just like, oh god, like Awful. he's just making all these weird carnival faces, and it's like some who sort, made these Johnny Cab? Yeah, it's like. Even Walt Disney would, back in the day would be like, these are too grotesque. We can't yeah, have Yeah, these are these. horrifying. <laughs> it's like when they get, would get a too weird much. president in the Hall of Presidents. <laughs> it would be like, well, who goes into the Hall of Presidents? But then if you have a weird character in like a good ride, they're like, that guy's got to go. Yeah. Nobody's going to trust this. Nobody but they will. they also do have still a manual stick in the Johnny Cab. So you oh, can I like that yourself. reveal. <laughs> Oh, they just have like like an Atari 60. <laughs> just, oh, okay. So the robot in its pelvic area just has a an actual stick you can drive, I guess. Yeah, there's a, Why a, would that be a thing? They just covered up the stick. So the Johnny Cab is just a cosmetic function? Mm-hmm. Like, God, we can't just have a stick out there. Yeah, I love that reveal. They're just like, how can he commandeer? Jo- I don't know. Put the put a joystick in. Just there. have him knock the damn thing over and then yeah, he'll drive it. And then the yeah. and then once he gets out of it, the Johnny Cab will blow itself up. <laughs> conveniently in the alley. Yeah, that was a good, I love that, that was detail. A nice get. Well, I this is that's right around the time where we get Ironside. That's where we get our Ironside. This might be my favorite Michael Ironside. Oh man. Scanners is really great, but this is my favorite Ironside look. He you know, an, he is an animal in this movie. He's he's at kind of his most like I don't want to say gaunt, but he looks a little more tighter. He looks like he could have been a cyborg. Yeah, in this movie. he looks. It, it's definitely like, his if toughest. That had been the reveal. I would have been like, yes, of course. Yeah, he's got like such a perfect face for this character. Like the way his eyes are, his cheekbones, like his mouth, like his. Yeah, yeah we scowl. know what a face is. God, I love. <laughs> <laughs> Please his, describe his, what parts his of the features. Face. <laughs> I love, but it's it's he's like a alternate timeline Frank Booth. Mm, I see that. I see. That. <laughs> you know, he feels like a different blue velvet or. 
the top thug in Frank Booth's excellent well, stable of thugs. He may, I mean, we talk about Richard Lynch a lot. Like he's kind of got that. He's got a pockmark thing going, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got some pockmarks, but he's got he's got kind of more of a defined Ed Harris. Yeah, Ed face, Harris, big time. You know, and also an Ed Harris hairline. <laughs> yes, which is <laughs> which is good. Old this, Ed Harris. This hairline. was some some strong Ironside hairline because mm-hmm. he had the comb over in the back, but it but he still had a good a good frame. It looked like a cool. Uh, it's a, I don't know, but he's also got like Jack Nicholson eyebrows. In a, among all of this, he always has strong Nicholson. I love it, uh, features. Man. He's he's got some great facial looks in this one, but well, yeah, he's the guy chasing. Once Quaid's found out to be the secret agent, yeah, Sharon Stone, God, what a babe. a plant. <laughs> they get to fight a little bit. Um, she's a Sharon Stone's such she's a untouchable in this. In this movie. So cool, untouchable, untouchable. So good. I I don't even want to say anything about it because it'll be weird and (laughs) well, she's such a great loving wife and also a turncoat ass kicker. That's it's she's so convincing in in both of those parts. I read a bit that Verhoeven said he cast her because she can be that innocent Mm -hmm. and then the the apex predator at the turn of a hat. She's vicious. And he said, uh, she's kind of like that in real life. <laughs> <laughs> She'll turn on you in a dime, she's man. She's kind of that. That's who she is. That's why she's so good at that. And yeah, that's basically like, man, wh- as well. Right? Why, is, why is James Woods so good at playing a con man asshole? <laughs> I don't know. He's so good at it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's a there there. Uh, but, but she's Iron- great. But then Ironside is, is her boyfriend and, and they're the secret agents after him. And Ironside is just like. No holds barred. He's yeah. He, he's shooting in public, dude. Like all innocents are getting man. mowed. I mean, people no care at all for the innocents. Once this plot picks up, it never lets up. Bullets it's like, just fired into crowds. And that's what I mean. It's like if you don't want to think about like, oh, is it a dream? Is your consciousness a thing? What what are we experiencing? Reality? What is that? If you don't want to do that, you can just watch Run and Gun and and just it's glass insane. breaking for ninety minutes. This once has... this movie picks up. <laughs> Just glass breaking. This is, with no hyperbole, <laughs> my favorite movie death ever. Mm. Ever. Any horror movie, any movie at all, this is it. Escalator, human shield guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That, oh I was going to say, my favorite bystander who gets wrecked <laughs> beyond recognition. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just going to work, just in the metro subway up on the escalator, and all of a sudden, dudes unload, and he gets squibbed 97 times. He, he takes so just, many shots. Just the actor who had to... I mean, at some point, that's just a dummy, right? This guy gets so wrecked. He's just... He turns him around. He is, yeah. Schwarzenegger takes it's control. It's the best death. I'd be so famous. You'd be, it's just, this, this guy didn't feel a thing. One second, <laughs> one second, he's in, he dude, became meat. imagine the dude on the escalator, two guys behind this guy, who gets just immediately grabbed by Arnold as a no second thought human shield. Schwarzenegger just takes this guy, like he looks around for the quickest thing he can use. It's like, this man. This guy. I think he'd already been shot at that That guy point. got shot by just for having the luck to stand in front of Quaid. Yep. One day you're going to work, and the biggest man you've ever stood next to in your life's <laughs> behind you. And the second you realize the biggest man ever is right behind you, you're done. You're done. Dust. You're filled with four holes immediately. It, his last thought was, "Why is everyone in front of me ducking?" Yeah, duck, duck. Yeah, he's the guy that just ta- oh, he gets- and then and then Quay just throws him like a piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love how many spins there are. He uses this guy as a shield from four different angles. Oh yeah, he's just Up moving around with this floppy limb man who's already taken like eighteen shots straight to the torso. This guy's body is still convulsing only because oh it's constantly being riddled with bullets. The car at the end of Bonnie and Clyde <laughs> took less bullets than this man did much. on a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Who's ever taken that many bullets at like 730 in the morning? Who's getting shot that full of bullets at 730? That's like showing up to school and just getting riddled with 30 bullets 
in the first second you step onto campus. Chillingly, uh, yeah. uh, Total Recall gets it. Oh my god, I love this guy. This guy. Poor schmuck. He doesn't even get a, what the? He he gets no, before he knows what's going on. That's the problem. He's blown up. This stuntman does not get into SAG with this performance because he has no dialogue. He's just a prop. Just a human prop. His body's convulsing more than Elizabeth Berkeley in this one. Yeah, Verhoeven's got a Verhoeven thing really for... really just wants people flopping like fish. It's the same way when they get out in the Martian atmosphere and they're bulging. It's like, man, he's just got a thing for the... Fl- he wants the people floundering convuls- on screen. Convulsions, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't know what that's all about, but... I saw that guy get filled with bullets in a movie theater and laughed just as hard That's as I'm funny. laughing now. I cannot. <laughs> what a shitty day. It's so over the top. I yeah. mean, when you talk about Verhoeven and violence and satire, it's all it's supposed to be over the top. But this movie. Yeah. Come on. Well, I mean, I mean, come on. Between this This thing is all out just bullshit. <laughs> when it comes to the violence. Don't bullshit me. It don't bullshit me. Uh I mean, you think of when Murphy gets shot to death in RoboCop. That scene's so long. There's four guys just standing in front of him, loading yeah. oh, him up. Oh, this guy gets <sighs> ten times what Murphy got. This guy Murphy gets the got. Murphy treatment, yeah. man. Imagine just going to work and suddenly get torn up like Murphy. Oh, that could happen. That can happen. Well, and not when I'm working from home, baby. Yeah, working from home <laughs> cuts down on getting Murphyed. That's right. Oh, God, I love human el- shield escalator guy. I love that whole scene. But yeah. There's so many greats. The, uh, my notes are just like, love this scene. Love that scene. <laughs> love the scene where scene. they chase him in uh, some manner. Love this scene where they chase him in some manner. Yeah. It's just it, Ironside's most... on his ass the whole time. Schwarzenegger just blowing dudes away. Like, I don't know why I know this, but I just know how to do it. It's this like steroid, roid rage uh, Hitchcock where it's this constant chase for this constant man who's figuring out what he did as he's running. Mm-hmm. And it's all handled so good. And like I keep saying, all these amazing two-second cameos, then you get cameos like whatever woman played the fat lady oh, that yeah. Arnold lives, that Arnold's sneaking around inside. When he finally gets his ass to Mars. Yeah. This, and that is, that's, love the immigration scene. Yeah. This where, movie like Terminator or like Robocop, it's... Nothing but back-to-back scenes of some new kind of, here's a cool effect, here's a cool explosion, here's a bunch of guys getting real with bullets. It's this crazy action movie that, that's why dads are wearing Total Recall so mm-hmm. much. You can shut your brain off, as you said earlier, and just be entranced by so much of Total Recall. But then there's just always this fascinating human element and figuring out what part of your brain is real. And... It's kept so strong throughout the whole movie. The fat lady scene. That's one of those legendary scenes where, you know, I'm a nine, ten-year-old kid hearing it on the playground. Mm-hmm. And it sounds ridiculous. But it played in the, you know, the feature. I was going to say. The I, trailer. I, I feel like, yeah. The, that, the head unfolding. The icon- iconic, in wow. my mind, scene yeah. of that lady's head slicing away, segmenting away, mm-hmm. and Arnold's under it. Yeah, that was definitely in the commercials in the trailer because that was ingrained on me. Oh yeah, like big time. Yeah, and then him tossing the head. Yeah, that You're woman in for gets a surprise. That woman gets is, you know, essentially a nobody. Imagine booking that tiny little gig in your early fifties when you haven't really had a ton of acting work. You know, that whole scene's so great. Yeah. Just the the immigration guy looking at her and and the and being like, hmm? her faces huh? are amazing. Huh? I don't know who this woman and is. Then the I, whole two weeks thing, and uh, man, it's just perfect. Yeah, some woman named Priscilla Allen, just sure. in her early fifties, books this gig, and she's so funny. All of her faces are so good. Her, uh, you know, her. Tw- she's basically making her Johnny Cap faces. She's yeah, exactly. It's basically yeah. Sch- Schwarzenegger's <laughs> trying to hide inside this kind of cyborg woman body. Yeah. Like like a kid in a trench coat or something. <laughs> like that's his plan. Just a giant man hiding in front of a 
abnormally large woman. Yeah, and that's another one where you're just going like, man, the future was so complicated. <laughs> like, who would have designed this thing? There's got to be an easier way to like disguise yourself. What's great? Put is a fake eye contact in, a fake fingerprint. Up or until something. that point, he's so busy catching up and being told all this like, I'm you. You're Quaid. You're right. doing this. He's telling. He's telling. He removes this giant bug from his nose yeah, and another. Great effect. Oh god. Great effect. Disgusting. They don't totally go into where he got a big fat lady costume. He just shows up wearing it. It's like a like mecha he, fat lady. He definitely suit. gets money. Yeah. And he gets like red money, like credits. <laughs> They're called credits. You know, Mars money. You know, as you do in a sci-fi, you call money credits. Uh, and then yeah, and then it's just get your ass to Mars. Yeah, and he just shows up. And I love I love thinking about that right where he's like, <laughs> how do I do this? I don't know anything about being a secret agent. Goes to like the corner store, <laughs> holiday you know, or a, a, the, the Halloween spirit store. <laughs> he goes right, to spirit he's just store like, and gets the uh, what do you guys got? The fat lady, the giant fat lady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great part! I also this is the stupidest thing I'll ever say. <laughs> you know how there's like Uber and then Uber Black. I what well, I don't know about like, Uber. Like, there's like you know you can get a fancier car on Uber or something. Oh, and it's okay. called like Uber Black. I, I did like, not you know. You can that. get like a black sedan or something. Okay. What if there was a Johnny Cab and a Jonathan Cab? <laughs> <laughs> like a fancy, a fancier limo. Jonathan Cab. Yeah, black tie instead of like the blue cabbie suit. Yeah, the Johnny Cabs were pretty like proletariat. <laughs> they were like beat up. They were just kind Working of class. like uh, you know angular. Yeah, kind of. They were simple. They were simple. Well, they were a one seater. Simpler times. You're, you're wondering if there's if you can get like a limo, like yeah. A Johnny, like if a John, like a just like, like he wouldn't be like some a... weather. He'd be like, how are those stocks doing? <laughs> a little like, oh, classier Jonathan. Jonathan Cab. <laughs> oh, Jonathan. So he would still make small talk with you. It would just be classier small distinguished talk. small talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. Financial. So you still couldn't just put up a window. <laughs> between oh, maybe. You and jo- yeah. yeah, maybe. Maybe that's it. The second he, now you have the option of a a window. It's like kind of, that's what like, the extra buys. Yeah, it. it's like an ass Jeeves kind of a thing. Well, you know, in a lot of other states, they had they have paid toll roads. Mm. You know, if you're in traffic in Texas, you can take this extra lane over money. here if you pay extra money. So they already do. You know, favorable route. It'll cost you a bit. So maybe there are a little bit amenities to add to these Johnny cabs. If there's something missing from Total Recall, it's the Jonathan cab. (laughs) (laughs) We had two cut Jonathan cab scenes. Some people really wanted to know just how... How the progression of the Johnny Cabs were through... Which uh, you find out that the Johnny Cabs are actually from the Tyrell Corporation. Sure. It's an older model of the the Jonathan cab. It mixes in. Yeah. All right. I don't even remember where we were. We're on (laughs) Mars. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) But again, he gets away. You know what's great? So if you want to believe that this is a dream, mm -hmm. the immigration scene to me is the one. Yeah. Because... You've been you you see on TV before he goes to recall, you see the guards on Mars just mowing people down. Yeah, there's there's rioters, there's protesters, there's this guy named Kwatu, yeah, and there's the, this rebellion on Mars because they're not getting enough supplies, resources. That's this whole thing. A lot of freaks live on Mars. Yeah, a lot of a lot of weirdos. Yeah, and uh, Quaid was with. I'm just giving the listener a background. I'm sorry. <laughs> Quaid was with the big guy. Claims now to tell himself that he's fighting for the resistance. Yeah. So we're here to help the resistance. There's so much to uncover and unpack in this movie. And, and it does it, It's unpacking it, well. it to the same, you know, as Arnold's learning of this thing, you're catching up with him. Right. The whole time. There's, you said this pace that the movie keeps up. Exactly. It is just this breathless run through Mars until people are literally at the end breathless. Exactly. <laughs> and it's such a strong story. And we keep getting, like I said, we get, oh, what a one-two punch. So the immigration scene. Oh, sure. Uh, yes. I remembered what I was trying to say. Nobody tries to take a shot at Arnold. The He's surrounded by totally. people in the ladies' yeah, he's dodged. suit. For everybody else catching all the bullets, Arnold yeah. is bullet-free. Nobody shoots at Arnold unless it's a hologram version of himself. Mm-hmm. Like That's the only time that they shoot without questioning. Totally. So it's like, yeah, why Why did nobody shoot it? They, it's, it's, they surrounded him. He was clearly a guy in a lady suit. <laughs> 
and they <laughs> waited a long time holding that exploding head. Yeah, too. and then he throws. He it. got to do a whole reveal <laughs> the whole time. They're all standing around staring while he does his big entrance out of the fat lady. Yeah, like he's standing there still for several seconds, just a plain clear shot. So there's slowly lowers the head down. Yeah, throws it at a guy who then catches it instead of blowing this dude away. <laughs> <laughs> and then the head explodes and he gets away scot-free. Yeah. So, yeah, it's you look back and if you're approaching it as if you're watching the game mm-hmm. and you're watching how like, well, how could how would he have gotten through this? How would he have gotten through? It? It's like, oh, you know, or you can approach it from the other angle and be like, he's super secret agent Austrian living in the future. And but also maybe they didn't shoot because as soon as Richter shoots, he blows out the air. Oh hole gosh! And and people get sucked out into the Martian terrain. This is a weird. Sometimes I why like, does Richter do that? <laughs> sometimes I like weighing the pros and cons of a situation. So one of the pros uh, of the the Mars airport, beautiful views, great out its its glass fronts. So much glass. There's in the so much glass, though. So much glass on Mars. I get that Mars has some scenic plateaus and mm-hmm. areas. Mm-hmm. As you do. I think I would rather just have an image of of Mars on a video screen and just a thick wall that, considering how much gunfire goes on <laughs> seemingly daily in Mars... There's so many different guys that I'd be like, no, don't you shoot out the glass. Exactly. If you're going to have glass, no bullets on Mars. You have to have one or the other. It's here. like, you it's know, ridiculous. I really love Saturn. One weird thing, constantly wet tile everywhere. <laughs> the whole planet is tile and they just soak it every day. Why would you do that? Why are they ki- like, <laughs> I don't know why. It's a weird feature of Saturn. But if you go there, you're going to just slip on tile. Like, why all this glass on Mars? No pane of glass in this movie escapes unscathed. Gosh, yeah. Uh, they'll be, yeah, the, the, it happens a lot, especially but later in the movie. Why is but, there, again, but such man, a weird give and take? Like, well, sure, it'd be safer to have these barriers everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I really, I or mean, maybe, I'm, yeah, I'm not have guns. What's in the point the glass of being stuff? on Mars if I can't see Mars occasionally? Exactly. Oh. Gosh. But how how Richter blows a hole in the wall and then maintains his job, even if you're like the right hand man, <laughs> I think if you blow a hole in the Martian wall and people get sucked out and die in the atmosphere, that's why you need somebody landscape, with landscape. You're done. You need the swagger of Ironside to convincingly be like. He doesn't even apologize. No, He's, like it. It does it's not collateral. get brought up again. Yeah. Collateral it does damage. not happen. Like no one brings it up. <laughs> No one cares. Well, I mean, people are just used to having to hang on for dear life. I think or the blowouts being... are pretty common. It seems they're pretty common during the, the <laughs> small sample time on Mars that we get. That we have, yeah. <laughs> they're batting a thousand on days people get sucked out. Not into, an hour into the, seems to go by. Into the unforgiving <laughs> elements of Mars. That's the other thing, that I'm such a Luddite. I'd be like... Oh, Mars can still create a space vacuum that rips you from inside out. I'm probably gonna stick on shitty Earth for a while. You're just not that guy, man. No, I'm just not Quaid. Mm-mm. Dreaming of Mars. No, this is such a vision of Mars that still looks so cool today. It's such that combination of old and new technology. The movie has so many of these great matte paintings. Oh, the matte paintings that are so gorgeous. Especially in the in the mountain mine that we eventually uh-huh. get to, just stunning, stunning. It, yeah. still, and no no uh, special effects Oscar nomination for this one. Oh, of course, you know, or uh, no makeup effects, nothing like that. Really? Yeah, Dick Tracy. Oh, uh, <laughs> mm. that was fun makeup, but Robotine stuff is so like. Once we get into the heart of Mars and realize that it's a lot of, a lot of prostitutes and freaks. Uh, well, populating yeah. it. Once we get to the last resort, yeah, is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where the where the rebels hang out, and Quaid meets up with the lady of his dreams, who we've seen the like sleazy, in the monitor, but demure, sleazy athletic. but demure. That's a real true serum. I didn't get, there. I didn't get any of that from her. <laughs> I'm, I got a lot of hard ass. <laughs> Edge. She's tough. Yeah. Rachel Ticketon. She doesn't she's, give. She's she doesn't give uh, two fucks. No. <laughs> Fairhoven hadn't. Had an eye. It's such a weird fumble with Elizabeth Berkeley. 
when he nailed it was Sharon Stone and Rachel Ticketon. Like such a great right. vibe for what he wanted, you know. Uh, I love the whole Lost Resort thing. Uh, one of the big we talk about formative years. Total Recall had to be one of the first times I'd ever seen a three-breasted woman. <laughs> At least. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, was, it was among the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had to be. It's so overplayed by now, but I cannot stress to you enough how legendary a scene the three-breasted woman was oh, absolutely. before you had seen the movie. Obviously, it wasn't in the features, but the first kid who was somehow allowed to see Total Recall is telling every other boy he knows at school about a three-breasted woman. Mm -hmm. That's going to just spread like wildfire. Nobody ever tried three boobs before. (laughs) Verhoeven is the guy who asked. That's not even in the Philip K. Dick story. Like He doesn't (laughs) even go there. Of the 30-page story, there's like four pages of three moved women. It's Actually, really in the story, the receptionist of Recall is topless in the in the, uh, in the the writing. Oh, really? Yeah. I love the receptionist in Recall here. Oh, yeah. The client's gone. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Tiffany. <laughs> we assume we lose a client whenever there's a schizoid embolism. Right. It's oh, a man. thing at Recall. Oh, but no, the, the three-breasted woman, that whole scene has got... One of the iconic, I remember this from the commercial too of the the mutant telling him, You got some nerve showing your face around here. Yeah. And Arnold going, Look who's talking. Because the guy's all it's, it's made the, up with it. But all the mutants you get to see. It's a total recall oh, so good. cantina scene. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's such a Star Wars cantina, except it's all people with just like radioactive, melted faces. Yeah. And, and a lot of prostitutes. Prostitutes, for the most part, made it out pretty good. They're they're all they they all did not seem to be the freaks. The freaks no. were all like card readers and yeah, mental yeah, mental powers. Let me tell your future. Well, then the ultimate mutant is Quato, who's a, supposed to be a psychic. Yeah, we hear a lot about Quato. <laughs> Get a lot of Quato talk. A lot of Quato talk. <laughs> to a for a first timer, got to imagine the Quato reveal. Not what everybody's expecting. That was a good reveal. Nobody's, nobody ever expects the weird uh, malform. Nobody ever expects like Krang. It was essentially Krang. It was like <laughs> if the guy from Basket Case was still attached to the brother. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, lo- he's in, <laughs> that actor. I don't know his name. The guy who houses Quato. Uh huh. Sure, sure. He always shows up in movies as like a cop. Yeah, he's a very familiar face. And Dean Norris is talking about cops. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. not know. I've seen this movie like four times. I always forget that Dean Norris is Tony. Because of that, make half his face is half, covered yeah. in pancakes. His whole face is, is weird floppy. <laughs> literal, uh, pan- yeah. literal pancakes on his head. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and it's plus it's a, it's a, it's a more slender Dean Norris. Well, he doesn't have as much of a of a barrel upper body yeah. as uh, yeah, yeah. nineteen ninety was a little slender. Dean Norris was in uh, Breaking Bad as yeah, the he's uh, Hank. brother-in-law Hank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, the whole movie's filled with great that guys. We haven't even talked about one of the best. We haven't talked about uh, Ronnie Cox. Oh man, what a one-two punch with Ronnie Cox and Michael Ironside as the boss and the boss too. Ronnie Cox is the as Cohagen. Cohagen, who's running Mars and depriving people of air. Man, basically Verhoeven just said, "You know what you did with RoboCop? Dial it up to ten. Yeah, and you're yeah. Co-Hagen. I love him. Just bring just bring him back, Dick Jones. Put him in the same role. He's got the best <laughs> f bombs. And the, there's a lot of f bombs in this movie. Even for like a 1990 Schwarzenegger movie, I'm like. He's swearing <laughs> a lot in this movie. Man, but movies swore. Ronnie Cox has the best. Like you yeah. are fucking this up. <laughs> swears that i love so what a legend what the fuck is going on down there just uh he's got that great like uh preacher intensity but he's such a what a cool genre career this guy had but the 80s alone through there because he was also in beverly hills cop sure lieutenant there so this is him taking his lieutenant character to a weird future role but if you had to choose would you go cohagen or dick jones Cohagen. Gotta be Cohagen. I love Cohagen. Yeah. In this. That's uh, the thing. Robocop's filled with like, oh, you can make the case. Best Ironside. Best Ronnie Cox. You know, maybe best Schwarzenegger. You know, like, man. oh, it's, that'd be tough. But it's all these great guys that you like 
having like their coolest character moments Mm -hmm. (laughs) all throughout like so even on just that kind of base level it's such a fun movie but it's such a smart movie for also delivering all these cool genre forms just everything everything about it once we meet Quato, the mutant leader of the resistance who's for for (laughs) for the nerds out there because i uh I picked up on this and then I read it and uh, so it confirmed my suspicions. Quato okay. is actually a character that appears in a Philip K. Dick story <gasps> oh. called Dr. Blood Money. This is a crossover Philip K. Dick reference? Or it's reference? essentially the same character. There's a character in this this uh, story, Dr. Blood Money, or How I Learned Something About the Bomb or whatever. Hmm. And uh, <laughs> I'm not going to look it up. But it's basically he's a mutant character with... Okay telepathic powers and telekinetic powers gotta be weird for kids during that era that saw robocop that were also ninja turtles fans how (laughs) normalized was just a weird tiny baby armed man face on like a stomach there was also something like that in the next files wasn't there yeah a mutant like that with the stomach person a lot of normalizing stomach in the, there was like a circus episode or something it was oh, yeah. essentially basket case. oh like you said yeah basket case. That, yeah so if i it was, was huge if i was quake yeah it was a, it was big <laughs> it was really popular for Good a while stuff. uh if i was quaid and i'd already been through all this shit i've already murdered so many people yeah i've pulled things out of holes in my body that I wasn't oh. expecting to be there. I have almost been sucked onto, again, the unforgiving lands of Mars several times already. Uh, it would be still a big ask for me to fully trust Quato to rifle through my brain files. Mm-hmm. Open your mind. Open your mind. And it's just in front of you, just like dripping. It's just like, at what point are you just like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this is a this is this is a big trust fall yeah, yeah. for me because a lot about this is feeling wrong. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Go into that back room with that alien stomach guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're all alone back there. We're all we'll watch exactly. out here. And then you'd be like, yeah, let me go through your brain. Like, okay. Like, ooh, at that point, at what part of your fantasy are like? You're just waiting for Ashton that... Kutcher to like jump out. Yeah, like you got punked. I, is this what I'm supposed to be? <laughs> this is not where I expected to end Man, up. I did not see this coming. Yeah, yeah. there's a few of those moments. Uh, for sure. that's a big risk to take. Trust in Quato. If if it was a choose your own adventure novel, and you're like, do you choose to let Quato like enter your brain? And like, oh, mm. uh, that's the one well, you f- you flip ahead a few pages and check. Like, ooh, is it an end? It's or? one of those where it's just like, man, everyone's telling me this is the guy. So <laughs> a lot of people are in on this. If this is a trick, it's kind of like if your doctor shows up and he's got like long hair. You're like, well, you're supposed to be a doctor. You look like a hippie, but <laughs> yeah. I guess I, I gotta know. go with what you say here. Quato, that's a tough ask, but I love. They, the movie knows Arnold's strengths, and while they do give him a lot of dialogue, we get so many scenes j- just like that early alley scene where he just immediately destroys four men's lives. <laughs> I love and the how, lives of their families. I love, yeah, just <laughs> the shockwaves Arnold sends through the future <laughs> communities. Unparalleled. Love it. I this probably has more lab technicians getting just destroyed in disgusting ways than any movie you've seen. Arnold like jabs rebar and stuff through so many necks. Dude, he in this impales movie. dudes. Yeah, so after he meets Quato, mm-hmm. figures out that the whole mountain is a nuclear reactor that's going to either melt the planet you know, or give it Air. As Mickey Jones told us in a one-line cameo, that alien shit in, there in the middle shit. of that mountain. Which is, you know, of course, his recall program had alien shit in it. Yeah. So it, it's... Fo- like, Again. The thing is... Seamless. It's all following the plan. And then he's told that he's basically going to double-cross the whole plan yeah. and lead Cohagen to Quato. And Cohagen kills... And eventually, you know, his people kill Quato. And it turns out that Hauser... The guy who is the double agent is the double double agent yeah. who set Quaid up to do this because he couldn't get to Quato <laughs> without false memories. In, I mean, it's just it's like, a really great complicated plot it. that doesn't read as complicated. If you just watch the movie, as you are following exactly. the whole story, and it's not 
there's nothing to figure out. Me trying to verbalize it is clunky, but the film showing it to you yeah, rather than telling the visuals give you so great. much of it's what's great. happening. You never feel lost, even though it feels like you are teetering at the edge of being completely lost the whole time. This movie, I, in the first few minutes, we <laughs> you know don't fuck with your brain, pal. Yeah, this movie fucks with your brain the whole time. The whole movie is is a total you know as as Arnold says when the reveal is. Is happening. It's the best mind fuck yet. Yeah, it's. I love it. The whole movie is telling you what it is. Like you said, you keep finding out ahead of what's going to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen next. But it's still. But it's still unexpected. And unexpected. Yeah. yeah. It's a brilliant movie. It's so great, and it still builds to all the crazy late eighties, early nineties, gory as hell action. The whole way through. It just keeps upping itself with disgusting 80s gore. So much running and gunning. So much blood and Michael guts. Michael Ironside and him, yeah. gets his arms ripped off. Oh. <laughs> Maybe my favorite Schwarzenegger line <laughs> in all of movies. Yeah. Because when they're about to put uh, Quaid under to revert him back to Hauser, they're like, hey, we're going to have a party tonight. See you at the party, Quaid. Richter yeah. gets to say, see you at the party. <laughs> And then when Quaid finally gets to kill Richter by hanging him off an elevator that then rips Ugh. his arms off and he falls to his yeah, death. And decapitation he f- by elevator. Throws the arms off the elevator. <laughs> See you at the party, Richter. <laughs> just a perfect... It's such a diehard kind of lie. Such a, it, but it's just such but a it's perfect delivered fuck by you. Arnold. Yeah. I love it so much. I it, love That's it's why it's, a, it's such a great thing that Arnold Schwarzenegger is killing all these men and <laughs> thinks he's really saving, you know, the colony. But he still has time for some pettiness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he could still like, yeah, that was a kind of a burn. Well, Rick said to like me. punches him when he's uh-huh. in the chair and he's, he gives him that like, look. I'm remembering like, this. We're going to have some words about yeah, that. Yeah, this is coming back on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironside's great. I, I, I didn't, for some reason, I didn't. This is the dumbest way to connect it, but I didn't think of him as Frank Booth <laughs> until I just noticed how cool he looked in his leather blazer, mm. his leather sports coat. Like, damn, tough to pull off black leather sports coat. And then I'm thinking, Frank Booth could pull off leather jacket, I could leather that. sport coat jacket. And then it's like, oh, Ironside's kind of Frank Booth. <laughs> you can tell this guy has vices. This is guy's it? weird. Sure. This guy has odd He's allegiances. Oh, I love it. But this movie's so great. Verhoeven's the best. <laughs> Verhoeven's so great. He's so underappreciated, and he's the best. I I think we, at this point, have to do Basic Instinct. We have to do... She's uh, beginning to do L. That's a, that's a recent one. I don't know that one. Uh, probably 2015, 2016. Has, uh, I want to has... go see some of his older stuff uh, before he came to the U.S. Like He did movies with like Rutger Hauer in yeah. Finland or wherever he's from, like in the 80s, that are like the biggest box office successes in that country. Yeah, history. I've never seen any so we, 70s <laughs> I think it's, Verhoeven, I you think know? I think we got to stretch our arms a little bit. But Yeah, I never thought when we started this, I would just be seeking out more and more. <laughs> Paul Verhoeven, but uh, it's nice. I love him. This like movie is—it's so nice when a movie like this—that's an important part of your childhood, <laughs> important part of uh, one of these movies that's always been there and always been this great technological achievement. I did yeah. look it up because I was still just kind of, as we were talking about it, dumbfounded that Rob Boutin—they gave him a special achievement Oscar. Oh, okay. Like he basically gave him his own category. Sure, sure. Like, well, uh, we could. Like Rick Baker, they're like, yeah. Yeah, we made this award for you. That's cool. So, yeah, they did do that. But still weird that it didn't get just a best visual effects (laughs) nomination. Like, how could. was this that maybe the same year as like Silence of the Lambs and there was just the years other, of like dances other genre with stuff? <laughs> oh, okay. So it's not like, uh, you I know. know. But I know it's I, I don't ever try to understand yeah. awards and stuff like that. But the thing to me is that it's probably, I, I watched this movie about a week ago and then again today mm-hmm. for this episode. But before that, it had at least been a decade. Oh, okay. 15 years since I've seen it. It holds up so It's so amazing. Good. It is so still relevant, still a mind fuck, still entertaining <laughs> as hell. 
if I let it, this movie gets under my skin. This movie messes with sure. me. This movie makes me contemplate my existence in ways that some of the best sci-fi does. It'll keep you up at night. Yeah, if, if, you, if, if you let it. If you it. want it to. It doesn't have to, though, which, again, is the whole plot of the movie. You enjoy it doesn't matter. what you want to enjoy because it doesn't matter. It right. can be fake. It can be real. Every part of the enjoyment about the movie is the plot of the movie. It's amazing. The more I watch it, it's just this, wow, it is really such a deep, and there's no way this was accidental. No, no. Even right at the end, the very last bit is they've, they've won. Everyone's got air. Mars is all good. And Schwarzenegger even said, what if this is a dream? Yeah. And, and This could just be a different version of the ending that he had been waking up to. And the lady that he's with, who's his love now, who was on the screen at Recall yeah. as the model that would be implanted in his head, <laughs> says, kiss me now before you wake yeah. up. Just an unfuck-giving fade-out to, to white after a... Yeah. And it's just like, it's it doesn't matter if it's a dream. No, it, it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't. It's it, so to great. me, that's the best part of this whole movie. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make anything less enjoyable or more enjoyable. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it doesn't, it, every way you want to classify this movie as a fun action movie, as an all-time great you know visual technology movie, as a legitimately great thought-provoking deep sci-fi movie, it holds up on all those fronts. And as just the best example of Arnold Schwarzenegger yeah. being <laughs> his special <laughs> brand of weird charisma that even looking back, it's it's odd how it's odd. huge, astronomically huge and popular that guy was for so long. Give these people air. <laughs> it's just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, he's such uh, it, it's such a weird, cool, odd guy. To be as much of a megastar as it was just a, an Austrian-born giant. What's, what? How's this guy just doing straight, deep-thinking sci-fi? Exactly. What universe is this happening in? Look what we can do. <laughs> this movie's brilliant. You are what you do. That's Quato tells us. I love the message. The, the, the ultimate message of the movie is it's you are not your past. You are what you do now and who you are. It's like, yeah. Did Verhoeven just come up with like a kind of a positive message in a movie? Because that's not what he does in like RoboCop and Showgirls. Like, yeah, I think this movie there's is... There's a little, there's heroism there. Because we all want, we, none of us wants to be the double-crossing agent who works no. for the CEO conglomerate. We all want to be the everyday man yeah. who rises to the occasion. And that's what, you know, that's Arnold, think Arnold could have been like, oh, okay, I can be Hauser and basically rule Mars. yeah. But no, he does. He wants to be Quaid. Yeah, and he well, makes that choice. I think that's part of the big, uh, the big dad connection. <laughs> for sure, right? I brought up is you're an everyday guy with a normal man job, and maybe you could also be a super ass kicking hero, right? But you, you don't know, want, but not a bad guy. But yeah, you don't want to be a, not rich a jerk. Guy. Yeah, you don't want to be like a a, a stooge, a <laughs> yeah. tool. Again, that's, you want to be a hero. That's why that's a specific kind of. That's why I always bring up romancing the stone. It's like Michael Douglas gives no shits. He's a cool guy. Such a dad movie. He's a, yeah, such, such a perfect so example. dad movie. Yeah, I I think of the three big Verhoeven movies, this is probably not not given as much of a critical love as Starship Troopers or RoboCop. I think those are because they're more satirical. Mm-hmm. I think they get more acclaim. They're ah, they're smart reflection held back at this thing, but so I think Total Recall is still underrated compared to the other two big Paul Verhoeven movies. I'd agree with that, but for me, the other two are not. I mean, as much as I love RoboCop, Total Recall is just too perfect in every sense. That I was thinking that the watching it again today, like I would now remembering how great you know Total Recall is and. Mm-hmm. And knowing how great RoboCop is, I'm. It'd be hard. Yeah, I, I think I might have to go Total Recall. Yeah, just it, because the body count is just so <laughs> on body count alone. Well, geez, once we get to Starship Troopers, well, yeah, that's true too. If you want body counts, we'll have to do that one soon. Okay. That seem, we need to complete the the his big trilogy. Totally. I think so. We'll we'll expedite that one, yeah. but I'm not seeing how how it surpasses this. Total Recall is probably one of my five favorite 
sci-fi movies of all time. And it can you can make an argument for top three. You can make an argument for number one. It gets so better every time I see it. It's everything I want out of a movie, a sci-fi action everything movie that came out <laughs> when I was 10 years old. It's beautiful. Like, that's what I wanted. It holds up. Yeah. It came to this. It did come to this. We'll come to Starship Troopers some point in the near future. My brain's got to know. And then we'll get to Hollow Man by Charlie's request. (laughs) I don't want to do Hollow Man. I feel like I already brought up that I love that Joey Schlotnick is in Hollow Man. Like that that happened. We we had a previous Joey Schlotnick reference. (laughs) I'm full of them. (laughs) All right. We'll we'll make sure to drop a couple more in Starship Troopers. We'll get there. You know, Total Recall on Netflix right now. Oh, really? You can just watch it. Wow. It's on the Netflix. Do it right now. Literally do it right now. This is this a real is crime. We're dealing with this right now, how we can't see, we don't have the same kind of access to movie theaters that we did. And it's a crime because revival cinema was in such a revival. Uh, mm-hmm. That was, a, you know, it's not just our little cult double features a couple times a month. All the theaters are bringing back these old movies because they were looking for other new ways to keep making money. And that's given people a chance to see something like Total Recall in the theaters until we're in the middle of a pandemic. Yeah. Which completely is going to cripple movie theaters. I want to always be able to see a movie like Total Recall in a theater. It's so loud. It's so big. It's so ambitious. It needs that wide, beautiful vision in front of you. This is a special movie. And we need to be able to always have the option to see it like that. Ugh. Came to this. Eric, well said, my friend. (laughs) I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. (laughs) Good night.